Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, it's Elizabeth Stevenson. And I'm Sarah Hink, law partner and pod partner with Elizabeth. Yeah, partner in crime. And we're here with our other partner in crime. Busy. Busy. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm, I can't tell. I just want to preface this by saying that literally... I could not get through the day without this woman. None <laughs> of us could. No. No. Yeah. Same. So, what is your title now? Uh, senior <laughs> paralegal and operations manager. And yes. literally, she runs the office. So if you need something, and Fizz will find a way to help you for sure. And yes, her name is Fizzy. And, and it matches her personality perfectly. Yes. <laughs> what a good day. I started thinking about like other names people have called you. <laughs> we shouldn't repeat those. That's one of the off limits. <laughs> Got it. So, Fizzy is multifaceted, which is... You know, use a big words today. Damn. Oh, I, she looked at me like I used it incorrectly, and I was like, shit, okay. Um, Somewhat. But she is... <laughs> faceted? Bingo. Yes. Most because your face started making the look when, before I finished the word, so I just got shook. Multifaceted. And um, in the office and also today with us on the podcast, because not only does she have experience in family law, being a paralegal, she is like case law memorizer, mm-hmm. strategy, stormy brain partner, stormy but also brain. has been involved in the family law process on a personal experience as well. Yep. Yeah, that's really what started my path into family law was my own experiences as a single parent. And with domestic violence and custody and child support, starting when I was in paralegal school and I had my son. So that's what gives me the passion in being able to help people and share my experiences and have them feel validated in everything they're going through. Yeah, and our, our last guest, we, we mentioned how some people get frozen in that age where they have their child. And I think the other people like him and Fizzy just say, okay, this is happening I got to change, change things, things and I got to oh, get up and I got to get scrappy. I got to make sure that I do all I can for this child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having a child, I was quite young. I was 22 years old when I had my son and it was, and I was kind of floating through life. I had a job. I was doing okay for myself, but it wasn't really any formal commitments to anything, life, career path. And that was my wake up call that You have to get it together and make it happen. And I pushed pedal to the metal to almost in survival mode. And Mm -hmm. it's something now that I've reached a point where I'm trying to reel myself out of survival mode, where you're just in this hamster wheel of got to go, got to go work harder. And trying to get out of that a little bit is the point I'm at now (laughs) as a single parent. (laughs) I think a lot of us. It's hard. Yeah. 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 You know, some of us, that's what you're normal, because I'm the same way. If there's not a crisis happening, I don't feel like there's something wrong. And then you have to learn to... It's okay yeah. to take a break. It's okay to take a breath. It's okay not to have to go 100,000 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the different thing with Fizz is, as I was a, quote unquote, I wasn't a single mom, but I was a mom of divorce. And that's different because I had a partner or an ex-partner who had shared custody. So I had 50% of my time. I could take a breath and take a moment. You don't have any of that. No, my story is not unique. There's a lot of moms out there and dads as well 
who are living similar stories to mine, I got pregnant at 22 and I was alone from the get-go. I experienced domestic violence during my pregnancy and I've been solo financially. I've got my village, my friends, Mm -hmm. my parents, but I've been solo as a parent with no shared time, which is a blessing and a curse. I don't split holidays, but also I don't have that time off. It's unique in the way you work things out. And I always try to find the lemonade of situations. And my lemonade is I don't split holidays. I don't consult. I don't have the co-parenting crises that some of our clients do Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. because I don't consult. I I would get cricket chirps, you know? And so many people wish the other person would just disappear, but it's hard. Oh, it's hard. They wish that. And that's sign I try and point out sometimes to clients. You wish that, but you don't because it might be easier in the fact that I don't have to confer about decision-making authority, but I don't get the time off. I don't get the support with discipline. I don't have anyone to consult with on, I need you to back me up on this, or I just need you to take this day. We have a moment. And have a moment. I don't have, um, obviously, the financial. It's like its own little thing. What do you do for for self-care? That's something that's hard, and I think that's hard for any single parent. Mm -hmm. I think, especially as your children get older, I think it gets a little easier They develop their own friendships, and you find ways to carve out time. So, for example, my son does a lot of sports, so I carve out my self-care time within his time. If Mm -hmm. he's at a practice Mm -hmm. or a camp... I'm going to go to the gym or he's getting a little older. i to go to the gym. (laughs) Really? I do. I go three times a week. I get that stair stepper moving. Yes. Yes. It used to be like clubs though, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was was it. That That was was the exercise back in the day. That's absolutely right. Me me and Fizzy always joke that we were probably like clubbing in the same places when we were younger. And and we, yeah, we were definitely at some field parties. Parties so so how about, you said you had your tribe, are they single moms or dads, or how does that work? Yeah, I carve out my village by making friends with moms who are at my kids' events, and then it's win-win. He can go with his little friends and play down in the basement, and we can sit up upstairs and mm-hmm, drink wine mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. talk and chat and catch up, or if we're sitting at practices together... And those friendships that I've had, I've got some basketball mom friends that our boys met in second grade. Mm -hmm. And Layton's in seventh grade now, and we're still friends. The boys are still friends. We go to dinner together. So you just find your village within, you know, kind of making it all work. And I'm an only child, too, so I don't have aunts and uncles and cousins. And my family's all in England. I don't have siblings to help out so it's its own unique thing so what do the other moms say are their biggest challenges so my mom friends we've got the gamut I've got mom friends that are married I've got mom friends that are divorced and remarried mom friends that are single moms that co-parent and and then moms in my situation I think that for my other single mom friends the biggest issue for those that co-parent is uh, just like our clients go through. It's 
coming to a nexus about decisions and and dealing with conflict within Mm -hmm. that. And then for the moms that are in similar situations to me is the hardest thing we deal with is really dealing with our kids and their emotions. We've figured out a way at this point to deal with it. And I think the hardest thing for us now is we want to protect our kids' hearts. We don't want to ever want to see them sad. And so the hardest part, I think, for me in the situation that I'm experiencing is reconciling my child's emotions and how he feels yeah, about because it. Because they see right. these other families and dynamics yeah. and thinks, okay, I should have a dad in the picture. Even if my parents aren't together, I should still have a dad in the picture. Yeah. And then going through the motions, especially when you're growing up and you, you start to have more thoughts and feelings and not right. understanding that. I think I want my dad. He, maybe he's not a good person. I don't know. Or what's wrong with me? What what's, is it then what is it my me? fault? And, and, and then as a parent, having to go through that with your child. And it's harder, too, because you're not that age and you forget how those minds work. Right. And I don't even know if we ever know what those, how those how minds, work, minds work. But, or even something that me and my friends, we both experienced is we've given them the chance to have that relationship and because sometimes the dad comes around and is oh I want to fix this and so we're like okay here you go and and they just at some point they want nothing and my my son wants nothing to do well you get hurt and give it a chance and then you get hurt yeah and then they want nothing and so it's just it hurts because you don't want them to hold on to any negative emotions and, and that false hope I think is false what I, hope yeah. and that is honestly I think the hardest part of a single parent in my situation because the rest of it you can control like the breaks and the working and the financial mm-hmm. you just get through it you push through it but that's something that you can't just push your way mm-hmm. through. you can't just fix you can't just will your mm-hmm. way through it so that's definitely I I think the hardest part but I find just being frank and honest and keeping open communications mm-hmm. is what we do and what works with us. Have you seen different phases of that? How old is your son? So Leighton is 12, but I've definitely seen different phases. There were phases where he pretended that he didn't have a dad. He told people his dad was dead. That's how he dealt with that it. That was how he mm-hmm. dealt with it. There's been phases where he glorified it because it's better to, in your head, think that He's a good person, then he's not, and he's not here. Yeah. And then it's it's just like stages of grief. There's denial, and then there's finally there's acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're at. And, and I think the way that we've been able to get there, we've been able to stay focused on what matters and keeping stability. That's been my mm-hmm. number one thing in his life is mm-hmm. keeping stability. It's one thing if someone's in and out and unhappy and there's domestic violence, but if they're out and it's stable and you're happy mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. can thrive, that's yeah. more healthy. So how about in the early years, you went through the court system, right? Yeah, I I went through the court system. I experienced domestic violence when I was pregnant, and that was my first experience. And then, of course, there was domestic violence protective orders. There was custody cases, which... I did myself, and that's really what segued me into family law. There's been child support, and there's people that I work with now as a paralegal um, 
that are on the other side of cases, and I know that they were involved at some level, and I still remember their involvement and how they helped me, people that were judges, people that worked to draft orders. And now that I'm on the other side of it and I see it, I'm just like, wow, those people saved my life. So it's cool. I don't know if they know (laughs) that they were in my cases, but I know that they yeah. were. Oh, so that must really yeah. push you uh, in this area of law that you're working in to understand that you're helping these people into oh, the level and degree that you can. Absolutely. Right. And I think that gives me a, a different kind of rapport with my clients knowing that I could really relate. I'm not just a talking head. No, I agree. The empathizing, you are sympathizing because you have walked those shoes. Yeah. Right, right, What's right. the hardest part of being a family law paralegal? And is there any connection to having to live through that again? Yeah, I've been doing this over a decade now, so it gets easier. It's not easy, right? You still, there's emotional attachment Mm -hmm. you want for your clients. You want justice. You want to advocate. You want to see them happy. But I do remember in the beginning, there were times when I would meet with clients or talk to them on the phone, and it was very triggering for trauma that I had experienced, and it was hard. I think now, A, because I've processed the trauma, (laughs) but B, also, I've learned as I've gotten into it more, I'm I'm more capable of managing that in in different manners. I think that the hardest part about it is, I'll be frank, the one thing that's really hard for me is I understand firsthand how hard it is to leave the cycle of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. It's hard. All of the different facets of being trapped in that cycle. And now that I'm out, it's like, I just want you to see you can do it. You can do this. It's so hard to see it when you're in it, though. It's so hard. And I know that first firsthand that it's so hard to see it. And I just wish I could do a better job expressing to them, you can do this on your own. You're not trapped. And the first step is to get them to see that it is domestic violence, right. too. A lot right. of times they don't, they refuse to even accept that that's what they're going through. That yeah. there's no, abuse. Also across the table from, and you, you just know, and then you say, this is domestic violence. He doesn't have to hit you. And you just see a light, then they just start sobbing. Sob- yeah. Because nobody's ever put a, a name to it for them, yeah. I don't think. And it's shameful, I don't too. Know. I, I think. have some people that are like, yeah, I've been, I've heard that before. Like my counselor told me that before, and it still doesn't like register with them that it's true. I think they, they he, didn't, a, he didn't hit me. They built oh, up a wall. And even, yeah. if, even if they do know, they don't they're, for me, my mindset was I'm strong. Right. I'm strong enough to make this through. I'm strong enough to rehabilitate mm-hmm. this person. I'm strong enough. I, I, I can make it through this. I, I'll be fine. I'm fine. It's not that bad. Yeah. I know that it's domestic violence. I know, but it's fine. I'm he can strong. Change. I'm going to help him change. And honestly, I'll tell you, there's a moment in my mind that sticks with me. And I was in court for a domestic violence protective order, return hearing, And I was sitting in front of a judge, and the judge looked me in my eyes and told me, you are going to die Mm -hmm. if this continues. And that was my moment where I was like, oh, wow, this is bad. But I think that's part of it in the cycle. You just think it's not that bad. There's other people that have it worse. It's not that bad. Right. It's minimizing. You become numb to it. It's just another part of life, unfortunately, when you're in that cycle. Oh, yeah. 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 And I will say, I mean, I always... I always brag on Leighton because you talk about a success story. This isn't, you're an overachiever, but Leighton is too, you know? I think his, just 
culinary taste. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Extraordinary. Yeah, he's, my, he's my foodie in the making. And I think that's something that a lot of single moms, it's like, I was in school and I was like reading all these statistics about single parent households and like all the negative things mm-hmm. that they say won't go to college, college or they'll end up in jail. And I just remember being like, we are not going to be that statistic. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. Great student, great athlete. He's very compassionate. And he is a foodie extraordinaire. He is. He is. He is. He's, he's yeah. not afraid to try anything. anything. No, he's far more adventurous than I am. And like, you ask him where he wants to go for dinner, it's not McDonald's. No, no. it's Oku. <laughs> <laughs> you created that monster. That goes back to being a single parent. Like, like, I'm not going out for a dinner date on Friday night, but I want some sushi. Leighton, are you coming with? You've <laughs> <laughs> always told me like it's something that you enjoy, which is therapy to you, is cooking. Oh, so yeah. Then yeah. It's not just, you'll take Take the time to make him a good dinner because you enjoy it as well. Yeah, exactly. You find ways as a single parent to do things that are therapeutic within your parameters. I love to cook. So that's something A, me and Leighton do together, but also like he's doing his homework and that's my time. Right. Alexa, play chill vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love that. And something similar to our last guest, Tim, is that you both make sure that your kids have the best opportunities yeah. you can give them. What oh, do we yeah. need to do to make sure that you can do any sport that you want to do? Right. Making sure that you're in excellence in school. Well, I want to make sure that if you want it, you can get, get it. it. Yeah, I never wanted to feel that being a child of a single parent household, he was lacking on anything. Obviously, I can't give you a dad, but I'm going to make sure you have everything, everything right. else. And I think that's, it's like towing the line. It's something sometimes now that I'm, well, he's older, I'm trying to be more mindful of because you want to be careful that it's not grows into an entitlement. Yeah. You still want them to have that inner drive and motivation without feeling everything is going to be handed to them. them. That's something that's been tricky for me because I've got this, I want to give you the world Mm -hmm. and whatever I can do to to give you that. But he's a preteen, so he needs to be like good copy and bad copy. Yeah. Don't have anyone to really work that system and making sure that they recognize that these things are earned that's as right well. exactly yeah, yeah. so that's, that's the hardest thing that i'm dealing with now especially with preteenhood because that's <laughs> not for the week of heart well he hasn't started dating either yet so not that she knows that <laughs> yeah i don't think he would tell me <laughs> oh he's, <laughs> just, no, he's a mama's boy <laughs> he's just like online Mama? date at that age just like texting and oh i stalk the phone Go ahead. Yeah, I, did I, I used to, to do that, that. Yeah. i still do that but i know where he is again he's great yeah the tiktok that the, t- the, the TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> Lord, uh, I don't feel so bad now. I feel so bad. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. 
we've got your assets covered. So he's a preteen. What are your worries about the next phase in his life, Um, being a single parent? I think so. (laughs) He's going to kill me if he ever hears this. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, he's a boy. Uh, I'm not. And so we've got the sex talk and that kind of thing. Which we had. It was incredibly awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, are you done? (laughs) He probably started teaching you things that you didn't know. (laughs) No, let's hope not. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, I don't know. I guess having been in the domestic violence relationship, I just am trying to teach respect. And being respectful and teaching him, first of all, women's emotions are a lot to handle. So just being kind as you get into dating relationships, he says he's never going to date. But I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing, especially with society today, social media, making good choices. And I think that's any something that any parent would face. But also, I think that's a conversation that would typically be had between a dad and a son, how to deal with women and dating and that kind of thing. So that's unique as well. That's mm-hmm. um, hard. <laughs> I bet. I bet it is. Yeah, but I have to have that, that too. But I think, it, I think it's better coming from us because it's our perspective. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have hated for John Thor's father to give him that talk. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know. it always depends on the partner. <laughs> it's interesting. Leighton will be a good husband one day when it comes to like, Leighton, go get the tampon from my partner. Exactly. <laughs> no. Absolutely. He knows how women work. He knows yeah. what it's about. Like, a lot of men gonna... don't learn that until they're like 50 or, or ever. Leighton is going to kill me if on their ever bed. listens to this. You tell like a 70-year-old man to get your tampon, they will kill over and die. <laughs> they won't even know where to look. They'll be no. overwhelmed by all the choices. It's, you know. <laughs> they'll be on their speakerphone. <laughs> Coupon. Coupon. <laughs> What's super plus? Oh, yeah. He was like, um, do you want these ones on clearance, mama? <laughs> I did see someone something funny, just more tampon jokes. So, like they have the ones that are labeled L for light and R for regular. Yeah. And the guys were like, why is there a left and right one? Like, it's like, <laughs> That's a fair, fair assessment. Yes. <laughs> it's the flow levels, fellas. All right. Derailment. All right. Okay. Yeah. I actually have, a, <laughs> bringing it back to a serious level. At the firm, we are big proponents of mental health counselors and paying attention to your mental health and recommend that everyone pretty much steps foot in our office, team members yeah, and clients, see mental health providers to help them through the process. So, you have such a unique perspective and for yourself personally going through the family law, different areas of that, working in family law and having a child that's gone through that. So what would you say or what do you say? Because I, I hear you on the phone and you like clients just have, they learn to lean on you so much and they learn so much from you whenever you talk to them. What advice do you have for parents that are hesitant maybe about their kids going into therapy or themselves just because I know that it's such a good source, but it can be so hard to start. I think that for one, I think it's a level of acceptance. Part of therapy, and I think what's hard with it is accepting that you need help and accepting that it's okay. It kind of goes back to what we talked about with push, 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 hamster wheel. We've got to push through it, got to be strong. And it's that vulnerability. I think what I tell clients is 
and it goes back to the communication that we've talked about here as a single parent is going as a team and being able to communicate and your child being able to think that they can speak to you and trust you and be part of their team. And so useful in a lot of these situations, there's trauma, especially when domestic violence is involved. So things like trauma-focused CBT therapy that help you first learn coping skills and then you go through the un raveling of the different trauma and and in the meantime it really builds the bond closer something that's unique to trauma and a, a coping skill with trauma like a not healthy coping skill is avoidance so mm-hmm. a lot of times if you've been in these situations whether you the parent as a family as a child one of the things that happens is you avoid it until you reach crisis level. And avoidance is what happens. So, again, just going back to relating to it, it's being vulnerable, not avoiding, and then seeking out. It ultimately strengthens your relationship with your child and, and your ability to assist them, communicate with them, and just grow as a family. Yeah. Um, I actually have that in one of my cases, opposing party, like not my client, the other the other party went through a lot of trauma and she refuses to do any counseling mm-hmm. and she doesn't see the concern in that. And you have all these psychological evaluations that are saying you need like intensive weekly therapy and you refuse to do it. That's going to be a concern to the judge too. If you're not taking care of your mental oh, health, absolutely. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like the judge is going to see it as, okay, you have some kind of disease like diabetes. You need to take care of yourself. You need to take the medication prescribed. You need to make sure you take your insulin or you're not going to be in good health. It's the same thing with your mind. Like you have to take care of it. Yeah. Dude. Mask on yourself first, right? Yeah. Airplane analogy. Right. But it's hard. And then I'm survivor of sexual abuse and you have to go down that rabbit hole. For someone might just say, oh, you need to go to therapy. Great for you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You go this, do that. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's tough. It I goes get it. back to the a the avoidance, which uh, is exactly. a, a sign of trauma. That right. is trauma. trauma. Mm-hmm. And then, but the, there's the crash and burn. That's what happens. It's then you stuff it away again. Don't treat well, it. Well, no, it's exactly right. And I'll go with fizzing. That once John, I never dealt with mine. Mm-hmm. And then once John Thorne was born, it's like I am fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta I get need- myself straight for this child. And I went and inpatient. I did everything I needed to do. And sometimes yeah. it takes it's hard. You have to hit. Yeah. And acknowledging as a single parent, you're like, I have to be strong. I have to push through this. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. let anything break me. And to acknowledge like, okay, I'm not stronger than this trauma. That is hard. That's right. Not avoiding and allowing that. It's really hard, but it was, I went through it with there, with TFCBT with Layton. We did it as a family and it was very hard and it's very triggering at times, especially for your child, right? We're adults. We manage our emotions. And sometimes after I would be anxious or I would be just wiped out or irritable. Those are things that we would expect. For Leighton, it would present in a different way after these sessions. You know, he would perhaps be like disruptive or sometimes he would be very forgetful or he would freak out over something minor. And I think that's something that we just have to remember is these 
our ways of trauma right. as adults are very different. different. So yeah. sometimes That's what you advice. see as a kid and, and trauma doesn't have to come from domestic violence. Mm. So trauma can come from divorce or losing a parent or witnessing a, a verbal fight between your parents over, yeah. over all witnessing sorts of an act of violence. If your child is uh, acting out or forgetting things, maybe they're not acting out, but maybe they're just really forgetful. That's a in, symptom. That can right. be, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but from personal <laughs> yeah. experience. I say that all the time on this podcast. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I, I am not a doctor. This is my personal. This is good advice for any parent, actually. Don't have to be single. Yeah. Though. Who teaches us how to control our emotions? I don't think anyone ever. Our, no. parents te- our parents teach us how to control our emotions. Well, <laughs> and you know what? That, how to not have emotions or have them. Um, how you, that's how you learn. Well, that, that's how you learn. That is really what. <laughs> you have to be reflective about that's what what told me we got to sort this out because right. you don't want to repeat the cycle. Exactly. Yeah. My parents are English. It's like stiff up or lip, World War II, get through it, mm-hmm. Winston Churchill mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's hard as a child because then you you want to break through that. And you're like, yeah. how can I get them to And open you want up your to emotions me? to be validated. As a child, that's what you see. And as a single parent, they you don't get. Or a single Somebody parent. Somebody mirror that too. Right. Yeah, there's, there's me and there's no one else that kind of can contribute to who they're going to mirror. It's just me. And if I can't model effectively, then there's no one else that's going to really sprinkle a little this, sprinkle a little that. No, it's straight fizzy. So we need to do, you know. He's a lucky boy. He's a lucky boy. Yes. For sure. Doing paralegal work and family law, I've been doing it for a long time. You're very knowledgeable on the topic. What's your favorite aspect of it? Besides helping people. Yeah. Like, you mean, like, specifically? Yes. What kind of... Who cares thing? about the clients? What know, do you like? Gotten, we I care can, about our clients, Sarah. That's no, who. I <laughs> care so much. I care... No, I probably care too much about my clients. Um, yeah. I form really close relationships with them, but... As of late, I have really, other than legal research. Me, me, me. Legal research is what she's going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love some good legal research and an analytical aspect Mm -hmm. of it. I love that. But I don't know, Elizabeth, I've been having fun with our spreadsheets. I know. And and I'm not math oriented, as we all know. I'm not either. That's why I let the spreadsheet do it. I'm telling you, if you are hiding income from us, if you're getting stuff from somewhere else, fizzy. Finding find it. it. She's finding yeah. it. So don't, yeah. don't, do not screw with us. Send us everything you got and we will find it. <laughs> I think Be that, forewarned. <laughs> I think that answer just shows how being in the world of family law as practitioners is really hard because we're managing people's emotions and at mm-hmm. the same time having to do math. Like, <laughs> I wanted you cross stitch that. That's fucking me. hard. You're gonna say managing people's emotions and dealing with our own life. No, uh-uh, managing well, people's too. emotions. And math. math. I don't know. That's one way family law has been a savior for me. It's I don't have to deal with my own personal yeah. dumpster fire. I'm going to deal with yours. <laughs> like transactions. <laughs> I do. I look at mine and go, I'm not so fucked up after all. We're all fucking crazy a little bit. Oh, so, we, have to, we would not be doing what we were doing if we were not a little Have crazy. you seen American Psycho? It's the normal guy, right? That It's actually the really psycho guy. Christian. So. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah, that, I saw I saw that play like on play. Broadway. Play. Yes, yeah. there was like fake blood splatter. It was amazing. I do love that movie. Well, Anyway, I have to watch that. Side oh, note: right. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Yes. Okay. But well, back, let's pull back, back in. Parent, here. Let's single let's parenthood. Single parenthood. I'm so stuck your, in the bathroom scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So give us what's your overarching. 
what's the best thing you can say to a single parent to pump the best thing I can tell a single parent is first of all, I read this book by Elon Musk's mother, who Mm -hmm. is a single parent. And the name of the book is A Woman Makes a Plan. Make yourself a plan and do it. It's achievable. You can do it. Don't have parent guilt because whether you're a single parent or not, parent guilt is real. Mm -hmm. So make a plan. Don't beat yourself up. You don't have to be perfect. And I think also just make sure this is really any parent, but... Make sure that you remember this time goes by so quickly and enjoy each moment. Just be mindful. Be, enjoy mindfulness of the moment because it goes by so quick. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> I've been so depressed. I dropped on, thrown off at college. I've been, I wake up every morning just crying. Right. This is yeah. our first tears. <laughs> I'm going to cry too. No, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I am not crying for anyone that's curious. <laughs> Oh well, God. how's your dating life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll also make us cry. Oh. <laughs> what is this well, thing you speak of? It's dating? like our, our you last have plenty guest. of time today. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. I don't bring anyone around Layton. First of all, because he will make fun of them. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> like, Mama, what kind of shoes were those? <laughs> Skechers? That's a red flag, Skechers. <laughs> this yeah. is not 1992. <laughs> Skechers are sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So, A, because he'll roast them, but B, because <laughs> I just don't want him to get attached and then lose anyone so dating is hard we're busy we do everything yeah. i work and that's just what our last guest said yeah. as a single dad i know maybe no ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what, so, so, should be we'd be looking on olympics I'll be his wing, like i'll be his wing woman okay yeah, that work. That work. i'll be a hell of a wing woman for your last guest and uh i don't know if he can be my wingman but <laughs> Yeah, what concert? Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang is for the children. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that should be the single parents group name. Wu Tang is for the children. <laughs> no, well, ladies and gentlemen, she does not have children. <laughs> True. Well, I think, and this is something that was also in line with our past guest. That your son is biracial. So as a single parent, he had one perspective on it as a single dad. And what about you as a single mom? How has that affected things? So that's a really interesting angle in that I have a son. And the experience for a black man in America is so opposite from the experience that I had as a young, privileged white woman and white girl. So that's been its own set of unique circumstances that I've dealt with. I think that I have a lot of positive black male role models in his life and created Mm -hmm. a village for him, whether it's coaches or mentors or teachers. A lot of coaches have really stepped up and played Mm -hmm. that role to him. But also there's something that's talked about in the African-American community, and that is the talk. And how I explain that to him and and how I tell him, Leighton, I didn't grow up with this, but this is something you're going to have to experience. Mm -hmm. And as he's gotten older, he's experienced it more and more. Coaches have told him, hey, man, 
you're the only kid out there on the sidelines that's black. Yes, he's biracial, but he has a big old curly head <laughs> yeah. hair. And there was an incident lately, and he got in trouble. And Leighton was like, it wasn't even me. And they were like, you're the only black kid on the sideline. You have to be 10 times better, right, 10 times right. stronger. And that's been unique. And also supporting him in that journey in him feeling connected to both sides of his culture and his heritage. Mm -hmm. And I just really credit my village for helping him. And we make sure we speak openly. I think that's the biggest thing. We talk about all that. We joke (laughs) about it all. We talk about all sorts of things and just being open and frank about it. Going to marches, cultural events, and yeah, just... Yeah, we all know what a great job you do. Absolutely. And we'd all be so better off to have you as our mom. I know. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, we'd be eating pretty good. You'd be eating good. You'd be pushed pretty hard, too. Diamonds from, build pressure. Wait, pressure builds for dinner. diamonds. What do we have for dinner tonight? Well, we're going to go out for sushi, right? Yeah. Let Leighton peck. No, so I entered this... State Fair cooking competition. What are you cooking? So I entered two. The first one is Leighton's Obsessed. With all these restaurants have this spicy chicken sandwich. So I entered the spicy chicken oh, cool. sandwich cooking competition. And then I entered the apple competition. So I'm going to try out. I don't even eat meat. So he's my taste tester. I see you eat meat like every other week at least. Okay. Like once every other week. <laughs> Well, that's a little different I volu- than I don't eat meat. I volunteer no. as tribute. I want to taste your spicy chicken. Yes. You're doing a hot honey one. I love yeah. hot honey. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to oh, start you with- need to. Why can't we be tasters? What's wrong with that? You I'll have give it to me first. I eat well. <laughs> oh, our cookout's after the fairs. No, it's before. Oh, you need to do it for our company I, cookout. I think it's, isn't, I think it's actually, I have to turn it in that same day. Oh, pressure. We, we digress, oh, ladies sorry. and gentlemen. We sorry. digress. Sorry. Uh, well, I think we had two amazing guests. We had oh from gosh, a yes. single father's perspective and going through the court system. And then, of course, Fizzy, who we love so much, not only <laughs> as a rock star, apparently. I hate the word rock star. Everyone just says that. I know. Well, why, do you kick ass, why do you keep saying it? I, I don't know. Just roll, just roll it off the tongue. Multifaceted, <laughs> paralegal, We're back to that. office manager. <laughs> Case law extraordinaire. I'm too. sorry. <laughs> Fizzy's amazing is what we're trying to say. <laughs> He's amazing. I could go on for hours. Um, oh, but I won't. thanks, Sari. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth has a meet and greet to get to. So. <laughs> I can pick up my dog. We got to sign off. But there's been some great tips from the last episode and this episode for all the single parents out there. And of course. And you're not alone. You got this. And there's going to be some shit. There is going to be some shit. And but you can, if you're going to laugh about it, later might as well laugh about it now make a plan (laughs) ain't that that some shit thanks for listening this episode is complete visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on facebook instagram and youtube for more resources and information and remember with change comes empowerment